Hey everybody, we're back with another trending Twitter Tuesday. I just fired up my trends here on my little Twitter app. And it said, this is a more diverse one. So I don't know if, it, like I said, I'm not sure if it's just pulling it, but it's, uh, believe it or not, when you're hearing this, it'd be much different, but it's uh, October 5th, it's a Monday. It's just before 6.30 in the p.m. And this is a, a time I have this week to record, so here we are. Hey, we're still in the middle of our Halloween or, or costume uh, costuming adventure. Let's see how many trends we have. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine trends. Hey, we're in the middle of this uh, unfolding story full of, uh, ma- you know, ma- ma- like a masquerade ball, you know, like multiple, ma- you know, the mask, but the masquerading part. Or the, you see, well, it's not the masking, but I guess it is. The, the, the costume, the, the tale of the crazed costumer. Uh, maybe not. It's, it should be more of an allusion to, uh, what do you call that? Uh, what's that? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Sorry, now i got to apologize to L. Frank Baum. Uh, because they were slightly similar to, to that, but not the same, I guess. So maybe not. I say, well, Jesus, it's not. But what happened was I offended Ju- Judy Garland by calling her Julie Andrews. And I guess at the exact same time as I was offending her and the woman uh, with the, the uh, and, you know, obviously Julie Andrews might not have been too happy. And, uh, you know, Joan Crawford, I, I, threw, I don't know when I mixed up Joan Crawford, but... At the same time as I was insulting them, I guess in some alternative parallel universe or, spoiler alert for those of you that are living, some sort of afterlife, possibly, possibly, uh, because there are living people there. So some sort of adventurer's world, some sort of adventuring world where you could go. Uh, Judy Garland said, hey, you know, you kind of, and I, I thought she just wanted me to apologize. And so there's a dictator there, Sato, who controls the world, Judy, Judy Garland, uh, Joan Crawford. And would you believe it's some sort of, you say, well, if you're, if you're into sensible stories, you know, you're not going to go for this. But Julie Andrews was there. Now, maybe it's an actual projection of her. Doppelganger on Earth, possibly, or you know, maybe time travel and afterlife mashup. I don't know. All I can tell you from my perspective is, see, which is, I'm not a scientist or afterlife specialist. All I can tell you is, I was at my house regular weekend. My old piano teacher shows up. She's not living, as far as I know. Oh boy, I should have double checked my facts on that one. Uh, but I didn't. But anyway, she shows up and she says, you got to come with me. A flying piano comes, or piano flown by giant eagle's wings. And we take off in this piano, go to the kingdom of Ju- Ju- Judy Garland, meet up with Drake and Super Dave Osborne, who are supposed to help me. They, they were, they, at first, you know, they weren't a big help, but then eventually... They ditched me. I found Mumble Bear, the mumbling bear, you know, bear, humanoid bear. Mumble Bear and I caught up with Judy Garland. 
and Drake and Super Dave Vaz when she said, you know, we got to win this costume contest against Thado. He's a dictator. He'll give up his dictatorship. That's how big a costume contest he's in or how, you know, blind his confidence is. So she said, you got to go get Joan Crawford, Julie Andrews, and me some, and maybe my piano teacher uh, costumes. Boom. The next two episodes, Joan Crawford got her costumed, uh, left Super Dave with her. Then me, Drake, and uh, Mumble Bear found Julie Andrews and we costumed Julie Andrews. I, I, no, you, you'll have to, you'll, maybe, I don't know if I'll bring, we'll see about they talking about their costumes. But then, um, what happened next? Uh, what did happen next? Oh, I left Mumble Bear with Julie Andrews and then me and Drake, that's, that's where we last left off and, uh, and this, uh, you know, Halloween costume adventure, costumers ball, the crazed costumers corny, you know, storytelling where it starts with a C. So me and Drake, we 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 went, we we got up, you know, we had spent the night in the graduate. Oh no, we fell asleep in the grass on the campus, a fake Notre Dame campus. That was Julie Andrews' kingdom in this world. And I know, I'm not a, you know, I'm sure her biographer herself would be shocked to know that she's such a Notre Dame and sports fan. And this was an exact, uh, well, I don't know, I've only been to Notre Dame's campus once I was drunk, most of the time I was there. And but but it was like a Notre Dame campus, like the parts I've seen on TV. You know, it had gold domes. It had a field house. I know they've got a lot of field houses there, and you could feel the palpable. Well, I think she was just into the more sports side, college sports. And you know, but anyway, we looked, we 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 said we said our goodbyes to Mumble Bear and Julie Andrews. And the young YouTube star who had become her assistant, whose name, I think his name might have been Felix, but I'm not sure. He was an incredibly nice young man, though. You know, I'm sorry I forgot. Oh, boy, that'll be a whole nother episode apologizing to him. Well, I guess he's a, you know, anyway, he's not important. So me and Drake got ready to leave, and then I said, well, just, well how are we getting out of here? Because we'd flown by Eagle. We had traveled by a mole, mole hole as I like to call it, or as Muskie call, calls it, uh, superconduction uh, tubes, uh, vacuum tubes. But then as we, me and, me and Muskie, oh no, it's not Muskie, it's Drake. I'm sorry, Drake. But me and Drake went to the edge of campus where campus just dropped off into a sea of, of nothingness. And I said, and I said, how, is this how your kingdom's protected, Lady Andrews? And she said, she just giggled at that. And she said, yeah, we're surrounded by a vacuum of ignorance. And then I said, so there's no ignorance in there because it's an absence of ignorance? And she, she just patted my head. And I said, no, no, I think I'm right. And she said, who, who, I'm Lady Andrews, sir. And I looked around and it seemed like it was probably a vacuum created by ignorance or a vacuum of, uh, you know, some sort of, some sort of ignorance uh, based 
I don't know. I, I, it looks like nothing. It was just a freaking bunch of gray crap. It was boring. And then she, her mumble bear said they, they had an appointment with the, you know, the tailors from Julie Andrew. Ju, oh boy. Julie, Judy Garland's team of, uh, you know, tailors was coming. So she left me and Drake. And then I said, they said, so. Because I think I had, you know, worn out all me and Drake's. You know, I had so many questions about Canada. There are not so many, but too many. Drake said I had too many questions about Canada. He said I'm more than just a Canadian. And I said, yeah, but that, I said that was what I, I said. Okay, Drake, okay. He said, tell me what's up with MTV. He said, is, is MTV still a channel you go to? And he looked at me distastefully. And I said, do you, and I said, I said, do you have something you watch on MTV still? He said, MTV Fan Wars. And I said, MTV Fan Wars. Oh boy, I love that. I said, did you ever hear the MTV Fan Wars when it was uh, Bernie the Butterfly interviewed those guys, uh, Five Seconds of Summer? It was like, he was the, it was MTV Fan Wars. Uh, five S seconds, five SOS fan, Bernie Butterfly, and Drake. But he was like, you know, sometimes they can get people like, is he serious or not? And I said, Drake, do you know who LeVar Burton is? He said, yeah. And I said, LeVar Burton could be a Canadian because he's so damn nice. But he, I think he's American. But he, he's he's as nice as a Canadian. Hendrick said he agreed, and I said, you know, that Bernie the Butterfly, you know, butterflies don't like, uh, they said, I don't know how they feel about Canadians, but they don't like LeVar Burton, some, some of them. Hendrick said, really? I'm surprised. I said, well, at least, I said, well, I only know one butterfly, actually, Bernie. And he said, the butter, he said he speaks for the butterflies, and they don't like LeVar Burton. And Drake said, really, this is good. And I said, oh, Drake, hold on, I'm getting somewhere. And I said, actually, Bernie the Butterfly reminds you know, he's a big into feuds like you, Drake. And Drake's like, I'm the victim of feuds. I'm not a feud starter. And I said, that sounds, you sound exactly like Bernie the Butterfly. And then, you know, Drake got on his feud face, which is kind of like my face all the time. And they said, we're so much alike, Drake. I walked down the street with that face 23 hours of the day. Even in my dreams, I have on my feud face. They said, what are you looking at? Don't smile at me. Are you walking to my air? You you think you're going to breathe my oxygen? And then Drake said, tell me more about this interview. He goes, because I, I don't remember that MTV fan was. I remember one with five seconds of summer. And then we heard the KAW call of... Uh, I said, is that an eagle's caw or the evil uh, raven's caw? And Drake said, I didn't hear anything. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, because I could have sworn I heard a caw, K-A-W. And Drake said, it's spelled C-A-W. And I said, well, this was more of a K, a hard K. And he said, it could be a hard C, C-caw. I said, no wonder English is so hard to learn. Are those both, they sound the same, but they're two different letters? I said, that's like us and not them. You know, I said, I'm sure in Canada you guys have a more efficient English up there. I said, you guys probably just have a nice K. You say, hey, we, no, we don't have our hard and soft vowels here in Canada. We have nice and nicer vowels. 
And Drake said, well, anyway, what about this? And I said, oh, well, Bernie the Butterfly, he, he, he likes that, uh, I said, let me think of what the guys' names in that band are. You know there's the one Ashton, right? And Drake said, yeah. And I said, are you feuding with him? And he said, I don't know. And I said, then there's a kid with green hair. I think he's a drummer. And Drake said, yep. And I said, I said, and then there's a guy who's like the tough guy. I don't know his name. I want to say Mono, but that's from uh, uh, Metastas News. And he says, so you got Ashton's like the, uh, you know, the dreamboat. Then you got the tough guy. Then you got the drummer's oddball. And then you have the other guy, the, the McCartney. I guess the McCartney and the Bernie got along real good. And, and, and Drake didn't know. And they said, did you just hear that? And, and, and I thought I heard something. And Drake said, what? I said, it sounded like la, la, L-H-A, la, 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 la. And Drake said, no. And I said, Drake, we got to get a move on here. Because I, I said, I think we're being tested. Like something's caught calling us into this void in front of us. And I said, Drake, we're going we're gonna to have to jump into this. And he goes, I'm not jumping into a void of, of ignorance. And I said, what could be better? I'm sure that, I said, you should have a glass of void of ignorance because that would cure all your feuds. You'd have the ultimate understanding of your feudies and you'd say, well, you know, well, CB, you know, I'm not mad at you anymore. I know, you know, you're just trying to work, you know, whatever, you know, you got, you got some issues, man. Or whoever, I I said, you know, you, you. and Drake said, really, cut, cut it out. He goes, can you drop? And I said, I'm dropping the feud stuff. But I said, let's just jump into this. I said, hopefully it's not a vacuum. I said, but I said, let's jump in here and see what happens. And Drake said, why? I said, because I'm sick of waiting around and I'm, I'm out of stuff to talk to you about. I'm getting uncomfortable. And plus, you're, you know, I said, hopefully you'll, your mind will be cleared, but I don't want you making up some rap, you know, about me. Or, I mean, unless you're going to, it's going to be a positive one. But I just don't feel like, I, I like you, Drake, and I like the can, Canadian in you. And then Drake jumped right in, and I said, so I got him, I got him. You know, and then I jumped in after him. And I don't know if any, any of you guys have ever jumped into some strange uh, void, but a very plain, plainest void I've ever seen, you know, so plain uh, would never be in a movie. You say, geez, that's, this is like the uh, Stannis Baratheon of voids. It's void of personality, you know. Lord Commander. And I say, that was the most interesting thing you ever did, Stannis. You know, until you win, you know. Lord Commander. And I say, yep. Yeah. So this was a saltine cracker of, of voids, and that'll end my boring voids. So we dove in. Well, actually, Drake dove in, and I dove behind him, grabbed his ankles. Because I was always, I've always wanted to do that, you know, do some ankle skydiving. But not really, you know. They said, well, this is a great chance. And we, we, we it felt like as soon as I grabbed his ankles, we started to tumble. And then we, next thing you know, we were tumbling, we were tumbling, we were tumbling, we were tumbling. And then we tumbled onto a, 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 a dance, a, a giant ballroom floor. And it, it kind of, it, it, it luckily, it, something like slowed us down. 
Oh, it's, oh, we landed in a giant pile of perfumed wigs. That was what slowed us down. And they were also powdered, so we were sneezing and venison. And then the next thing I know, I heard the tickling, but not the tickling plus the plucking of one of, like, is that a harpsichord or whatever the thing is? It looks like a piano, but does plucking instead. I think that's a harpsichord or maybe it's something Baroque, you know. And I said to myself, what in the name of Thomas Hulse or Luce? I've gotten his name wrong many a time. I think it's Hulse is going on here, and Drake didn't get that. Uh, you know, I said, right, you know, Amadeus. And then I said, I looked around, and I couldn't even find a harpsichord. And, but my, um, you know, my, 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 my sense was this wasn't good, and I said, Drake, we got to hide in, in, uh, in these powdered wigs. And he said, I'm not hiding in a powdered wig. And I said, you could wear one, and I put it on Instagram, or you could hide in the wigs. And then he thought about it. He said, well, he said, let's put some wigs on then, because that could be a good look. And so we put on some powder, and I said, well, we don't have any outfits, Drake. And he said, well, aren't we supposed to be here? I go, I don't I don't know. I know these, uh, I got a feeling that uh, Theto captured us, and this is the ballroom where the big costume contest is going to be going down. And he said, how do you know that? I says, costume contest 2015. Say in this, you know, for for Supreme Commander, something. I can't read all this too far away. So that's a really wordy sign. But I said, I, I said, I, I said, somebody's coming, Drake. And he said, what do we do? I said, DWTS. He said, what is it, Dancing with the Stars? I said, yeah, you've been on DWTS before, haven't you, Drake? He said, no. Well, I said, now is your chance. And so we put on powdered wigs. And and instead of doing like that, I walked around Drake, and I snapped my fingers and yelled at him. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, left foot, right foot, left foot, shake. Donkey kick, make you you know make a little you know little earthquake. I'm gonna clap clap clap. Walk around Drake and I say you know, look at the odd you know I was just giving him the business like I was a professional uh, choreographic critic. You know like I wrote you know like I had the DWTSZ blog you know. Where every week I review, you know, the, the core, you know, I criticize the choreographers, the choreographic critic, and I criticize their choreography, but also their method, you know, all that stuff. That's, that's, you know, my another life I live. And Drake said, What are you talking about? And I said, Well, it's part of I getting the character, I have to get, you know. And then I said, Do not question the teacher. And I said, I wish I knew your last name. And then I heard a, a slow clap, an e, you know, slow clap of of uh, of, of uh, evil. And I, but I said, okay, don't turn around. And I said, that must be Thado. And it, this voice, but it was a uh, wasn't the voice I suspected. It, it was uh, a familiar voice. Said, uh, and what do you call that dance, Andrew? And I said in Twitter, Siempre esta. Mosa Drake. And then Drake just went into an improv dance. 
And then I said, well, this is why this guy's a star, because he just started dancing like a something that had a funky chicken in there for the Twitter. And he, I mean, I said, geez, he, he said, okay, we got a second career for Drake, Cora, you know, uh, you know, Corey, Corey, you know, I said, you got to, anyway, the more important thing was I turned around and at the harpsichord was my piano teacher. Uh, but instead of uh, looking like a piano teacher, uh, she looked like a piano teacher that had had like a third life crisis or whatever you call it, like in her 60s. That was, she went goth in her 60s. Because it, except she had like a PVC or, or a vinyl outfit on with uh, with some sort of a thing around her neck that was like a high. I mean, this outfit was high quality, but uh, I don't know something like you like one of those. It was a perfect circle, like kind of like a doily. I've seen them. I don't know if clowns wear them, but but it, like uh, like one inch thick. Lots of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, kind of like a like a polished version of a, what a clown would wear on their neck, way more symmetrical. I don't know. You see, geez, you might see a sense of, but it looked great on her. And then she also had, like, some puffy things on her wrist that matched the neck thing. And just like a, some sort of helm, I don't know how else to describe it. And I said, "What are you going as Thado, the harpsichordist this year?" And then Carol knew my weakness uh, for harpsichord, harpsichord, harpsichord music. I said, "Again, Scooter, it's not the harpsichord. It's the B. it starts with a B." And I said, "Or whatever the instrument is that I'm thinking of." But she started playing it, and I said, well, maybe this is some sort of harpsichord. But anyway, she started playing this harpsichord music, and I was, you know, I felt like, I don't know, it transports me to a place I've never been before, the harpsichord. It transports, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it, because it's just familiar enough to, to, to hit a vibration in me. And I said, well, geez, one of my past lives, I was, at, you know, in, involved in in some sort of, you know, I was in a world where harpsichord was regularly played, clearly. And so she started playing it, and then I started immediately, I don't know if it's charades, but I immediately start, you know, the, it, almost like I become a giant, um, what are those things called, uh, like a puppet, um, you know, a... Uh, Whatever, you know, puppet, you know, where she's controlling my face and my mood just by notes on the harpsichord. And she, uh, she, I said, oh, and then, and then luckily, then Drake started dancing around me. And he was doing some sort of anti harpsichord music, which I normally I love harpsichord. But he was like, he was doing, and I said, maybe Drake has some magical powers. Of, he has the power of dance. But he started, I'd never seen anybody put more work into a dance with like, you know when you're singing to yourself when you're dancing? And it's kind of like to to spur you on, to energize the dance, but it's also a song. And in your head, you're making it a remix of whatever you're hearing. Uh, that was happening, but it was happening live. So Drake was taking this harpsichord music, which was controlling me. He was remixing it in, into a dance. 
and he, he I never seen I, I, I broke the spell and I said you must be Thado and it was exhausting he couldn't stop because she was still playing it but you know I, I stepped away from his dance and he seemed like he was getting pretty sorry but he was still doing it I mean Canadians Drake's done you right now and I don't know if he's trying to get citizenship here or whatever dual citizenship I, I Get me a rubber stamp, I will stamp it. Because the dance floor started to become gelatinous and he started to sink in it. But I said, anyway, my attention was on Carol, my piano teacher, now a harpsichord dictator. Oh, maybe that's another band name, harpsichord dictator. Harpsichord dictator. The old harpsichord dictator, but that's what she was, she was a harpsichord dictator. Harpsichord playing dictator. Former piano teacher. And she, 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 I said, so you're Thado. And she said, I am, Andrew. And I said, well, why did you enable me to help uh, Judy Garland? And she said, you needed to apologize to her. And, and I said, well, and she, and she said, she also requested you, and I'm the only one that had power to return to Earth. And I looked over, Drake was like halfway submerged in the dance floor. But she was still banging on notes while she was talking to me. And I said, I said in the back of my mind, I said, one, Drake's in trouble. Two, I probably should get out of here. And three, hmm, I don't even know how I got here. And I said, I said, well, I said, and she said, you've never filed to run anything, Andrew. And she, I don't think she knew about the podcast, clearly, maybe. But she said, "You've always." She goes, "I, I knew you'd let Ju- Judy Garland down, uh, and you jumped into your own ignorance, and now you're mine, and you'll be picking out, helping me pick out my costume." And I said, "Well, why, why, I already have your costume. Why don't you play a failed harpsichord teacher?" And she stopped playing just for a second. I looked over at Drake, and he was submerged, and he gave me this desperate look. And I said, well, it's cr- 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 got to make a crazy move here. And I jumped up in the air and I dove into the liquefied dance floor. Put my arms around Drake and boom, we went into the dance floor. And for a second, all I could hear, I could hear the, uh, I could hear the chatter. We were like submerged in some sort of liquid solid uh, zone, but I was swimming with Drake, but it wasn't water. But I don't know, I had a confidence, I had a feeling things were going to be okay, because I could hear Spanish-speaking mole men. And I heard, and I said, are they on break? I said, La Reina and Charta de Verbete debate. I said, are they talking about the debate? And I said, Acuremos en Roma, Romana. And I said, okay, I said, I don't know. And then I swim in towards the sound, and then I bumped up against something, and I swam again, and I said, Mole men, mole men. I said, I need, and then I started banging, banging. I said, AC, AC, for the love of AC Slater, somebody hear me. And I said, Drake, you're going as AC Slater. And he said, yes. But he was so, he like was expiring, you know, exhaustion in my arms. And I said, this should clear up any feuds with us, right? Me holding you, cradling you in my arms. And he said, I just say, I said, you're a hero, Drake, no doubt about it. A national treasure, a candidate's national treasure, but 
and a hero. And A.C. Slater for this Halloween. And he said, I love it, Screech. And I said, no, 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 we're wrong, wrong. And he said, I'll, I'll be playing, uh, oh boy, actually. I said, I'd rather be like Lisa, you know. I said, well, I can't be, you know. Definitely not Zach Morris. Huh, well, and I'm no, no chance of being Mr. Belding. And uh, I said, well, I'm not going to, I said, it's not a Saved by the Bell theme. And then I said, oh, man, we're still in this. And I said, for the love of eight, I got A.C. Slater here. And then finally I felt the wall shake, and then we drained through the wall. We spilled out into a tunnel surrounded by mole men. And I said, hola, guys, hola, hola, oh, you know, yo, Boboras, uh, this is my friend A.C. Slater, a.k.a. Drake. I said, we just had a run-in with Thado, and they said, we know Miss, Miss Garland sent us to, to get you. You know, he, he, Thado uh, circumvent, and I said, hey, why didn't you guys tell me Thado was my piano teacher? And they said, come on. And then they stuck us in a tube. We shot right to Judy, back to Judy Garland's castle. Uh, I put Drake to bed. Um, and then I met with, uh, I went to the audience room. Is that what they call it? The audience chamber? And I went and saw Our Lady Garland. And she said, she, she said come sit at this side, you know, on the floor. I still had to sit on the floor next to her throne. And she says, she said, you've done well. And I said, why didn't you tell me my childhood piano teacher was Thado? And she said, she said, it wouldn't have made you nervous. And I said, well, it might have driven me by more of a darker urge uh, than nerves. So who might judge you? You know, who might judge your, you know, your, 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 your motivations, Miss Garland, Queen, Queen Garland. And she said, I'm not queen yet. And she said, everything's going to plan with, uh, with Julie Andrews. And, and I said, well, what? I said, uh, why did you tell me? I thought I had to, you know, get out. And she said, you've done so well. And I said, I got a feeling I got to come up with, I said, you, do you keep in touch with Catherine Hepburn? Because I know I got about a thousand apologies coming her way. And she said, no, but now isn't it time to uh, find something for me? And I said, yes, Miss, Miss, Miss Garland, my queen, my future, well, like I said, I'm living, the, I'm going to be getting back to my universe too, right? And she said, oh, yes, yes, you will. And I said, well, Queen Judy, Oh, what about Judy Tenuta? How, how do you feel about Judy Tenuta? And she said, I need something m- more relevant. To the, and I said, yeah, you're right. I said, and I said, well, geez, okay, put that on. I said, Dude, could I get an assistant to keep track of all the other apologies I owe? And she said, that would be a very long, and she laughed. And, and she said, I'm sure Santa Claus is keeping a list. Maybe he'll let you look at it. And I said, you could go as Orange Lux, the, uh, the heroine of a few of my stories. And she said, I need some. And I said, oh, yeah, relevant. Sorry. I forgot you're, you know, one of the most famous actresses of all time. And I said, all right. I said, let's go. Let's get out of your throne room so I don't have like a royalty bias. And Judy, Judy Garland and I.
trying Judy Garland and I. And she said she had plenty of royal guards and stuff, but they, we, we, she took me by my hand, believe it or not. And we went out into the garden. And I said to her, I said, do you... I said, I guess now it's different because you're probably like a higher intelligent being than me. But I said, I was just curious, like, if you... And she said, you're going to ask me about the Wizard of Oz. And I said, yeah. Is that something you're trying to... I said, not in a costume. I'm just curious for me. And she said, she said, I've, you know, still, you know, mixed feelings. And I, I said, oh, wow. So you're kind of still a human, you know, even though you're... She said she laughed and patted me, you know, like I was. And I said, did you know I was in a zoo in one of my former lives? And I said, it might have been a zoo with harpsichords. Because I, I said, I know I've, I've had a life where I was at a zoo as an animal. And then she started laughing as she had to sit down. We're in the garden. A very, very nice garden, outdoor garden with tall hedges and then I said, okay, and I and I, was, I guess I was trying to buy time because I said, well, geez, this is it. And I said, you have a lovely, lovely laugh and a beautiful laugh. And she said, oh, thank you for making me laugh. And I said, well, you're kind of laughing at me, so it's not like, I said, that's different. Like, it's not like I cracked a joke. I was just being myself, you know, so that's different than making, you know, I, I, was, a, I was a, you know what I mean? And then she started laughing more, and I said, okay. And I said, well, this is the first time uh, these past couple of weeks that I've been, uh, you know, a uh, survival-based uh, costume brainstormer. Uh, you know, I so it's not like I've, I have a method to it. You know, MNF, method non-forma is my method. And she, she she said, what is that? I said, well, it's a, a method without form, method non-form, and MNF. And so I do things here. And I said, probably be better for method non-forma, you know, or method method non-formage, you know, method of eating cheese. And then she kind of laughed at that, and I said, see, that would have counted. That would have counted if it was funny. But I said, let's try to form. I said, let's start start in the middle of the alphabet, A, B, C, D, F, J, J, J. J, when I look at J, when I think of the word letter J and Judy and Howie, nothing K, can I come up with a costume? Like a hard C, a hard K for Judy Garland? No. No. And I started walking and doing a little dance because I was still dancing. I said, did I tell you Drake's going to be A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell? And she said, hey, she, and I said, do you ever watch Extra? I think uh, Mario Lopez is on Extra. He seems, I said, he, he, he seems like he's got, he's like very enthusiastic and, and, uh, I said, I don't watch Extra. I said, I don't know if that's the one he's on either. It might be Access Hollywood. Uh, but I danced around. I said, K, U, K, J, K, L, Live, Judy Garland in outfit. And I said, No, la, la. How are we going to dress you? 
like the lion? I said, definitely not Toto. L-M-L-M. What are we going to dress Judy Garland as with an M? It could be monotonous going through all these letters. That's why I started in the middle, Miss Garland, to come up with an outfit for you. Ma, what is it? You know, M thinks, I said, you remember M on Sesame Street? And I forgot, you know, all these age differences. And I said, you could be a millennial with a sparkle in your eye, Judy Garland. I said, you can't really go as a millennial. I mean, I guess you could. You know, we could make some sort of witty. But I said, and I said, it's pretty broad. I think millennial covers like uh, people 18 to 35. you believe that? And I said, you'd be in the, you wouldn't be on the 35 side, you know, your sparkle. And she said, quick kissing up to me. I said, and, and not, not to kiss up to Judy Garland. Not, what about something Shakespearean? No, 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 outfit for Judy Garland. L-M-N-O, I need a costume for you. I'm thinking of something. I said, I don't want anything in your, you know, it's got to be in your wheelhouse. But I said, when I say P, what, and then she started laughing. I said, when I say P, what do you think of other than peeing? And she was, she said, that's all I can think of. And I, she said, you're, she was laughing. She's like, you're going to make me pee, you know, man. And I said, Judy Garland beat her pants, pants, pants. Oh, pants, Judy Garland, be in a pants now. I'm trying to think of a costume for her now. Peter Pants, Judy Garland, Peter Pan, no, it doesn't work. Hugh Jackman, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Elemental P, Q, R, Q, R, Q, would it be QR code? No. Q, Qbert, no. Q, cool Q. You all so beautiful to me, can't you see, Judy Garland? I can't think of a costume for thee. QRRR, I need a costume for Judy Garland, please. Uh, Judy, Gost- Judy Garland costumes, uh, you know, ideas, please call in. Uh, are you there? E.T., no, that doesn't work. S-S-S-S-S-S-S-O-S, I need a costume. Snakes and sugar, sugar, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I got one idea, Judy, but I'm crossing my fingers. Something else is or something, something, something. Because I think in a hero... And I'm thinking it doesn't have anything to do with S. I don't know why it popped into my head. That's why I'm thinking it's a good idea. And then I could be your date. Okay, we're we're on to something, Judy. I think we are on to something. I said, what kind of, do you have the power to pull people out of other stories into here? And she said, why do you ask? And I said, I have one character we need to bring to the ball with us. And then, uh, you know, another Hollywood, could you get another Hollywood star, possibly? 
you know, and she said, well, what show is he on? I said, Homeland. I said he was on the first couple of seasons. I didn't, I stopped watching it, but I'm pretty sure. And she said, okay, so you need a character and one of the stars. Well, wait a second, do I need two of those? No, just one of the stars from Homeland. And she said, and what will I be for for the ball? And I said, well, I could tell you what I'm going to be, and then maybe you could figure it out. I said, did you watch, in the afterlife, do you watch, like, uh, one of the most beloved movies of all time. And she said, she said, I've watched, yes, we watch movies here. And I said, did you hear about a internet scandal involving the Silk Road? And she said, is this some sort of quiz? And I said, it is. And she said, okay, I still don't have any idea what you're talking about. And I said, how would you feel about calling me Miss Buttercup? And she still didn't. I said, man, Judy Garland is a little dense when it comes to pop culture quizzes. And I said, uh, okay, okay. I said, did you ever watch uh, uh, House of Cards, uh, the star... Uh, female star actress of uh, House of Cards, uh, ring a bell as a, a cup of butter? And, uh, nothing. I said, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, and she said, would you just tell me who I'm going to be for the costume ball so I can see if it's a good idea? And then I said, as you wish. And she laughed, and she clapped her hands, jumped up and kissed me uh, on my, in the pocket between my cheek and my nose. And she said, it's brilliant. And I said, as you wish. I said, you're going to be saying as you wish to me, though, because I'll be Buttercup. And you'll be Wesley, a.k.a. the Dread Pirate Roberts. And I said, think about how sleek that. I said, that's like timeless but relevant, don't you? And she said it is. And I said, I wonder if my piano teacher, she probably, and she said, don't worry. She, and I said, okay. I said, no one's gone as a Dread Pirate Roberts before, have they? And she said, uh, I don't think so. And I said, we'll have my friend DeAndre the Giant. He's different than Andre the Giant, but he's a giant. And then we'll get Mandy Patinkin. They say, you can zap him out of his earth life, right? And she said, she said, to save this world, I said, could you pick him up with on eagle's wings and bear him off on the breast of dawn, uh, make Mandy Patinkin shine like the sun, and I could hold him maybe in my, I could only, you know, I'd like to hold his beard in the palm of my hand. And I said, I think he probably turned down any remakes of this, but this would be not a remake because it would just be a, a masquerade, and I said, well, I guess maybe we should think about Mandy Patinkin, because I don't know if he wants to play himself. But I said, well, we'll think about that, but you, my dear. I said, might as well get Christopher Guest while we're at it, just so I can hang out with him. And she said, now you're getting, she said, you actually, we better leave Mandy Patinkin out of it. And I said, what do you think about Catherine Hepburn as the Indigo Montoya? And she clapped it. I said, and that, I said, but let's pretend. I said, can Catherine Hepburn hear any of this? And she said, no. And I said, okay. I'll. I said, you. You know, while we're asleep, to, I'll run it by Catherine Hepburn real quick, and pretend. You know, 
I said, I can see her. My name is Indigo Montoya. Is Indi- Indigo Montoya right in that? My name is Indigo Montoya. You may mess with my father. Prepare, prepare to go. I said, Hepburn can pull that off, no problem. I said, we're gold. And she said, I think we're good. And then she said, why don't you go check on Drake? And with that, I headed back to the castle to check on Drake. Drake was sound asleep, so then I, uh, now we had, you know, two separate beds, which was nice. And Drake's a snore, but, but a nice Canadian snore, nice and comforting. So I climbed in bed, I listened to Drake. And Canadians kind of sort of like, hey, ooh, hey. That's what it sounds like. Hey, who? Hey, who? So I started pretending like it was an owl that hadn't seen me. He said, hey, who? Hey, who? And I just slowly drifted off with this friendly owl named Drake and uh, fell deep, deep asleep in my bed. Good night. Okay, I want to say good night to Maggie for her comments and... uh, Emails. Thank you, Maggie. Good night. Good night, Psyche Sexy. Good night, Magas. Good night, Ingrid. Lighter, good night. Jason S. Good night. Keep, I hope you're running through your dreams. Kath V. Good night. Marissa. Good night. Natman. Good night. Uh, Deb K. Good night. Shay. Animal Hair. Again, good night. Over good night, Facebook. You know, put for real. Put Facebook to bed right now. Put the Facebook down. Good night, Facebook. Good night, Pamela S W. Good night, Monique, a friend of Pamela. Good night, Adrian or Adrienne. Good night, Dagmar. Good night, Ben. Ben, I know. I hope you're. I hope you're asleep and hearing this in your sleep. Uh, good night, Meg. Good night, Laura. Good night, Alexandra, and good night, Richard, and good night, Summer, who's, those emails just came in. Good night. Sleep so, so, so nice. And I want to say on iTunes, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes, I want to say good night to Pony Up 1980. A pony from the great year 1980, ready to get up if ponies rested. And they've tried everything, fancy and not fancy, all the stuff, but none of it worked. But Boarfriend works for Pony. And Pony Up says, just don't, you know, they, they rely on it and don't stop, and I won't Pony Up. And then Safe and Numbing coming in from Timmy at 72.5. And I hope that's a radio station, Timmy, and not your temperature. Unless it's in Celsius, and then I would have no, I'd, I'd say, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, but uh, disarming the day's events, uh, a safe refuge for Timmy at 72.5. That's T-Emmy Radio. Uh, Laura B. to the SLR always puts Laura to sleep. And that's our good friend Laura. I know you. Good night, Laura. Always works over for uh, Hanuel 23. How, how, you're the reason for the season, Hanuel. Uh, thank you. Always works. And, oh, and Hanuel's waiting for their mention, and there you go. You're amazing, Hanuel. A brain bot 
with a war, uh, with a, a human which whose name I can make into a Christmas uh, Axel Rose. He says we're verbal ambient and that they sleep like. Uh, 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 I wonder if that's one of the brain bots, like a like a luxury brain bot that Axel Rose had. Axel Rose, he you know he's like I don't, I don't want you know give me the luxury brain bots with fancy names. And they said, well, we have these ones there for Rosie O'Donnell, but, uh, you know, they're, they're the best ever. And Axel said, I'll take them. And they say, okay, well, this one's called Rosie. And Axel said, okay, that sounds great. Uh, and Axel said, well, what do brain bots do? And they said, well, they bother you. We're just swapping these out. They, you know, they have luxury. You know, these ones have aromatherapy. They're still going to bother you all night. But that's why Axel Rosie found the podcast, so that works. And then I want to say goodnight to Manny Cat. I wonder if I wonder if which Manny Cat. That's a familiar C A T T. Oh, but this person's uh, been used to listen to the radio, but it's a little too uh, stimulating. And like most of us, white noise and nature sounds didn't work. Well, welcome, Manny Cat. And Scooter has a gift for relaxing tones and content. Uh, thank you, thank you. And then Panda Crow is on the road to sleep. The pointless meanderings are a highlight. It used to be they needed a silence to fall asleep, but now they may giggle, but then they'll fall asleep. It's better than a sleeping pill. And even when they wake up, they can use the Scooter to their boyfriend. I don't know, Panda Crow kind of makes me want to sing, too. But I said I would, you know, I'm trying to cut back on the singing this late at night. But Panda Crow, I said, I wonder if that's a thing, though, Panda Crow. What kind of crow is that, Daddy? Well, that's a Panda Crow, dear. No, it's not. It's a crow. Well, then why did you ask me? Well, I wanted to see if you had a story about the Panda Crow. Why well, do? It's short, though. The, the panda crow uh, wanted to be named the panda crow, and then somebody that knew everything changed his name back to boring old crow. And then the panda crow cried, and it, uh, uh, it had magical tears, and it became a panda crow. And it was proud of the little girl who had such great diction. The end. Good night.